sections. Four sections. We are almost at the midpoint of the Sefer. We finished the first section. We're almost at the end of the second section. With Hashem's infinite help, which never runs out, we should yet finish it this week, the second section, in time for uh, Shavuos. It's in time for Shavuos, and then we'll have final two sections, which actually the bulk of the Sefer is in the first two sections. The third section is, is also pretty um, significant, of significant length. It's a little shorter than the first and the second, but the fourth section is, is quite short, um, which means we're in the midpoint, point, nearly at the midpoint in terms of sections, but in terms of length of the saver, we're definitely past the midpoint, and that's exciting. It's exciting to go through an entire work, and we're going to take this slow, we're going to take this well, but uh, we're going to see this to the end. We're going to see this to the end. Mir Hashem, Mir Hashem. We're well on our way to becoming Derech Hashem Yidin every day. We're becoming more and more Derech Hashem Yidin. Let's continue. With all that being said, let's continue exactly where we left off. Chelik Beis, Periches, Simon Gimel. That's Beis, Ches, Gimel. You want that word says the soul and its activities? Is that really good? Let me have your copy for a moment. I'll, we'll coordinate over here. No, no, that's what we're going to do. That's the third section. We're not there yet. And we're going to get there hopefully after Shavuos. Um, <clears throat> we're over here, okay. area at the bottom, over right here, right here. That's Thanks. where we are, Arthur. Thank you. Thank okay. You. okay. So let's let's uh, continue here. Vihine. So so th- th- he's rounding out the discussions of Hashgacha Pratis over your Hashgacha, Hashem's Hashgacha works, Hashem's Hashgacha, which means Hashem's monitoring the system, involvement in the system, keeping track of the system, and maintenance of the system. That happens on all different levels, and, and he he. Um, He's going to follow up now on an idea that he presented at the beginning of this parak that hashgacha has to be d- broken down into two types of hashgacha, which is the hashkafa and hashpa'a. Hashkafa means Hashem's um, monitoring things, auditing, keeping track of the information. Being on top of things, hashpa'a is what Hashem does as a result. Hashem's involvement with the system, which is coming as, re- as, 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 as a result of how Hashem is monitoring the system. So this paragraph is going to get back into detailing further Hashem's hashkaf, hashpa'a, rather. We were talking about hashkaf, he was, he was uh, developing the concept of hashkaf until now, now he's going to, and, 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 and now he's going to move back to hashpa'a. Um, the emphasis, this is going further in discussing hashpa'a. Remember, the final paragraph that we had last week was talking about hashpa'a and the individual and on humanity, we're talking about utopia and dystopia last week. Man in a, mankind and man in a state of utopia and a state of dystopia. Uh, and how that is a direct function of, of um, the hashpa'a that we are deserving of from Hashem. So now he's going to um, get in the interest of just rounding everything out over here, putting everything together for us. Give us further insight into where Hashem's hashpa'a shows up on an ongoing basis and in a surprising area where we think where Hashem's hashpa'a is not there at all. That can't be Hashem. In fact, it is Hashem. Let's see. V'hine. Kvar We've already established in the first section, the fourth parak. Our state of existence in this world, in this lifetime, in Elam Hazet. The Olam HaAvoida, where we all currently are till 120, we're here to earn our keep, we're here to become men of the Spirit, to get closer to God, to learn His Torah and do His mitzvahs, is nevertheless a place where the 
body and all matters of physicality and corporeality has the home field advantage. This world is a world in which the guf, the body, everything that threatens to, to, to get in the way, undermine our efforts to get to Elam Ha'ba, has, has a running start, has an advantage. And that's what he means. It's Sharashi boy. It is the the host. It's the it's the, it's the hosting team. It has home field advantage. It has the, the starting point, and it it's really the framework into which we exist. The framework into which we are created. The starting point of everything, and the the driving force behind everything, first and foremost, is physicality, not spirituality. boy. <laughs> The lichtekeit—that means the illumination, the light of the soul, and the light of the spirit, and the presence of the of the neshama—are sort of riding along. They're there for the ride. Then they can, certainly, as we've seen already in the Ramachal, they can establish control. They can assert their presence, and they can muster their efforts, the neshama, to direct the guf, to steer the body, to get the body to do what the what the neshama wants. But the neshama has to be thought of really as a tourist over here, as a guest, as a visitor, who's being hosted by the body, being hosted by the guf, but it can rest away that advantage. It, it, can, it can hijack, let's say, the car from the body, which is what we want. It can, you know, drive the home, the, 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 um, the, the home team into the ground, which is what we want, but they are the visitors. The guf is the visitor. I'm sorry, the soul is the visitor. Shemimena hadas v'haskel, the soul, the light of the spirit, the, the ha'ara of, of, of the, our spiritual components, um, again, is, is just sort of um, infused within the, the host guf, and that is what's responsible for our intelligence, intellect, understanding, processing, all matters that uh, analysis, anything that has to do with a, a loftier, higher, more um, um, goal-oriented existence has to do with the soul, but the soul has the disadvantage. Um, good, let's go on. Vihine. Bereshis told us, Adam, gives us a fascinating insight over here. That not only this world is the world of the body. This world is the world of the physical, of, of um, you know, of, of inertia, where things just sink. And, and that's the home team over here. And not only that, not only that, you see it as in terms of a child's development. You see the same exact thing. You see this play itself out, that which the, the body has the, the home field advantage. Look at, a, look at a baby. Look at an infant. You know, if anyone wants to see an infant in action, you can come by to the ranch. We have one of those right now. We have one of those. So we have the 2022 model right now uh, there at the ranch. And uh, you look at an infant, and what do you see? So some people see, you know, beauty, the Yad Hashem, inspiration. Dirty diapers. <laughs> 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 yeah, good. All right. Yeah, yeah, Arthur. All right, Arthur is going to get to Arthur. Arthur beat me to it. No. Uh, so, so you see, you see. Wow, um, love, affection, happiness, gratitude, beauty. You know, the, the godliness, perfection, all that. 
And then some, you know, if you're particularly on the Litvish side, you see, you see um, this, this uh, being, being that just wants to eat, just wants to sleep, and just wants other people to clean up after it, producing, as Arthur just mentioned, all kinds of soiled diapers. It needs to be cleaned, it needs to be fed, it needs to be um, well-maintained. And if it doesn't, doesn't get its maintenance, it makes a lot of noise. Right? It lets you know right away when it's hungry. It lets you know when that diaper needs to be changed. It lets you know when it's tired, when it's grumpy. Um, and it lets you know lots of things. It's something you can't even figure out what it's trying to let you know. Um, so, oh my. Um, so, um, <clears throat> that was feedback. The feedback machine there. So Arthur is clearly our, our resident Litvak over here. We knew it all along. We knew it all along. Arthur, that Garthel doesn't fool anyone. You're not fooling anybody over here, Arthur. You know, you're a Litvish, if there ever was one. So, so Arthur has the Litvish take on what a baby is. And the Ramchal is giving us the same take. The Ramchal is really giving us the same approach to what a baby is. Says the Ramchal, what's a baby in Lambdas? A shtikov. All this is physicality, pure physicality. Pure physicality. There's, there's, what, what's, there's barely, if any, spirituality there at all. Again, because where does spirituality show up? Where, where does the neshama show up? It shows up, first and foremost, in, in, in intelligence, an ability to process, an ability to analyze, an ability to set goals, an ability to set goals and get its body on board with those goals. Now speak to even, even a, you know, goyim, or people who don't have Torah. They, they know this concept that, that if you want something lofty, you want something goal-oriented, you're gonna, you have to drag your body along. You have to get your body on, on, on board. How many years did you have to go to school for, to, to become a, a licensed RN? Supposed to be two, me was 12. <laughs> okay, now, so your peers and colleagues, when they were going to, uh, to, to nursing school, nursing academy, does anybody make it in medical school, nursing school, law school, if they're just you know eating potato chips and watching, watching sports, drinking beer, and playing video games? For, no, no, but that's but what the body wants to do. The body just wants to watch the game, play, play the games, drink beer. What? To have fun. But no one's going to succeed. Everyone knows this secret. But that is, to a degree, that is the soul having to harness the body. Even, even we saw this a while ago, do have a nefesh. They have a spark of spirituality. And all of the, the minds, you know, the, the intelligence, the intellectual thought, the ability to process, analyze, plan, set goals, and achieve those goals, which is only possible by dragging my body along, harnessing the body, hijacking the body, away from the body, with, with the soul, seizing the wheel, that are that's functions of uh, the spirit, the spirit world, and the, nesha, and the nefesh, the nefesh, and then above that, the neshama of yid. Okay, so far so good? That's where the neshama shows up. And then a yid takes that even further. We make our goals, goals that are not just career goals, we make our goals, goals of the spirit. We're able to use our neshama not just to analyze and process what's in our best interest and how the body has to be dragged, even though the body doesn't want to be dragged. We're able to learn Torah. We're able to understand mitzvahs. We're able to set goals for ourselves, Torah and mitzvah-oriented goals with our neshama and drag the guf not just to, you know, the career goals, the, the, the life's goals, but to goals of Eilam Habba. It's all a function of the neshama. All the neshama is responsible for that. So when you look at a baby, what do you see when you, when you look at a baby? Anything but that. A baby has no intelligence. No intelligence! Right? They're cute. They're cute. But, you know, it takes quite some time. 
to, to, uh, to, to start to see that intelligence develop, right? It takes time. It takes a lot of time. So what do you essentially see when you're looking at a baby? A shtick guf, just a, just a, a piece of physicality, a body. It means you have something which is barely in possession of a soul. Excuse me, either Yibayin gives the neshama at the point of birth, but the neshama is barely there. Fascinating insight. The neshama is barely there in an infant. They're barely there. All it is is a body. 99.9999999999% body and 0.0000001 soul. And that's what the Ramchal just spoke at. The beginning of a person's creation and formation when he's born, his foolishness is great, meaning his, his, his ineptitude, not ineptitude, his, 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 um, his um, ignorance is great. Vedaita Moody barely has any intelligence. So why then do we find babies so cute? This is how Hashem wired us, right? It's programming, instinct, programming. We wouldn't find them so cute. Who would take care of them? Right? Why on earth would you, would you nurture and take care of something that makes so much noise, doesn't pitch in, won't take out the garbage for you, won't wash the dishes for you, won't fetch your cracks for you when you get home at night, right? So we're wired, we're wired to have this maternal and paternal instinct to find them so cute and adorable and delicious, right? But, as Ramchal is pointing out, 99.9999% kof. Ukevi is na'ar, as the child develops, kach yarbe daitoi. Its intelligence begins to develop also. The neshama becomes more and more present, more and more um, present and prescient and preeminent within the body as the child develops. He begins to show signs of intelligence. He or she um, interact. You know, my, my, my kids are convinced, my, the, the, our baby, who is almost four weeks old, that she started smiling. It's passable. It's passable. You know, it's on the early side. Um, you know, but, but it's possible that about a month a child can already have what's called a social smile. It takes a child, a baby, you know, just a few weeks just to understand the concept of, of people, faces, you know. The first few weeks, everything is just like random patterns of whatever. The brain has to begin to start filing and organizing information. You know, the baby doesn't know what anything is, right? It's on the early side, but, but um, you know, it is possible for a baby to start having social smiles at a random month, it requires a baby already recognizing faces, what faces are, and that, and that there's, you know, there's, there's a difference between this blob with two eyes and a mouth that's making noise, between that and other things that are around it. So my kids are convinced that their baby is starting to smile, and I keep looking for it. And actually, I, just yesterday, I caught our baby smiling at the China cabinet. <laughs> she was smiling at the China cabinet. So... They're sort of right. But anyway, anyway, so these, it develops in stages, stages, stages. gets more and more, you know, intelligence to begin to... That's the neshama beginning to manifest itself within the body, which requires the interface of the brain. That's where the, the brain is the interface through which the neshama can be present and operative within the body, and that requires the brain sorting itself out. The brain has to develop. The brain has to, you know, organize information, process information, systemize the information to be able to interact with that. Okay, so these things take time. Um, which Agav, let's shift sideways for a moment. This is really why, when you think about it, another fascinating insight 
which we'll speak at building off of the Ramchal, there is a profound Rabbi Yisai difference between the development of a human being, a human infant, a human child, and any development of anything in the animal world. You know, I remember reading one of these books that you have when you're a kid, a kid with all the facts in it. Anyone ever had one of those books? You know, you know, crazy facts about all kinds of crazy things. So I remember reading something that like mountain goats, when they're already like eight years, eight, eight hours old, they can they can climb up mountains. You know, a mountain goat is born already like when it's eight hours old or something like that. Did you know that a mountain goat when it's eight a baby mountain goat when it's eight hours old can start scaling mountains? Um, Fully developed and no potential. And uh, it's like that, you know, baby elephants are expected to follow the herd just after a day or two. You know, the mother stays behind and, and, and takes care of them. After a day or two, the baby elephant holds its mommy's elephant tail with its trunk and it's now it has to follow the herd. So cats maybe take a week to open their eyes, something like that. Okay, but after a week, they're good to go, you know. They're, 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 they're cats. In the animal world, in the animal world, you see a such a pronounced and profound difference between animal development in their in infancy to, to uh, you know, whatever you would call that, juvenile animals, I don't know, to uh, adult animals, and in the human world. The human world, in the animal world, it takes anywhere from a few hours to a few days to maybe a week for an animal really to be self-sufficient. E- even even if it's uh, even if it's only uh, in, 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 you know even if it still needs to be part of a herd, it is subsistence on its mother. But it's already out there. It's already able to run around. It's able to you know whatever act now. It's like its instincts communicate with the rest of the flock and the herd. Whereas with, with with a human being, it takes you know years and years, if not decades. Kid, you're not going to give your kid the car until he's 16, 17, 18. A kid takes years and years and years till you can talk to him, till you can communicate with him. So he has the barest of, of, of basic intelligence. What's the difference between what's going on in the animal world and what's going on in, in the human world? Is this exact difference? Is there a soul? Is there an ashama? Or is it just a physical existence? When you're only a physical existence, physicality on its own can develop quite quickly, quickly, instincts and a drive and all the, the basic um, the survival senses that an animal has, they develop quite quickly. quickly all that is is physicality. A human being who has the spirituality, the nefesh that every man, every member of mankind has, including goyim, that sparks spirituality. And above that, the neshama that a yid has, that's where our intelligence is housed. We're not people of instinct; we're people of intelligence, and it's fighting an uphill battle because it has to be infused and develop itself within something which is only physicality, as the Ramachal is telling us, that it takes a long time to develop. That's the difference between the, the development of mankind and the development of the animal kind, the animal world. And, and that's an amazing insight over there. Let's, let's um, continue over here, the Ramchal. V'amna, hasiba l'cholam etzius ho'ele hi hashpa'asa yisbarach. The source... For all these different types of existences, between the physical existence, which is the starting point, and the spiritual existence, which is the goal, is Hashem's involvement. So here's where the Ramchal was going this whole time. This is all reflective and, and, and determined by Hashem's hashpa, Hashem's influence, Hashem's involvement, is there on both levels. Now here is where the Chiddush is. That's what the Ramchal wants, and that's why he's bringing all this business with with um, the physicality and spirituality, make it clear that it's not the pshat that Hashem's hashba, Hashem's involvement, Hashem's 
powering the system and keeping it going is only there in matters spiritual, which is where we would think Hashem wants to be. The matters of the soul, the matters of the spirit, the matters of, of the infinite, but the physicality Hashem is involved in, Hashem is involved on both levels. And they're both reflective of Hashem's presence. Based on what Hashem is being mashpia, and Hashem is involved and, and radiating outward to this person, that's how a person will look and will function and operate. The, the, the source for man's success and how he's able to um, develop in terms of the balance between his physicality and spirituality. What his spirituality looks like and what his physicality will look like is, has, is, is that balance between Hashem's how Hashem shines his countenance upon a person and Hashem's hester upon him, Hashem conceals his presence from a person. Let's see. Hashem's involvement, Hashem's radiance, and Hashem's lack of involvement, Hashem's turning away, is the source of both positions of this world of everything, toiv and ra, connect and disconnect, um, success, prosperity, and failure are all always going to be inevitably linked to Hashem's Hesterpanim and Ha'orispanim. Vihine. Hashpanim Shechas Api Ha'orispanim Oyim Hesterim. The Hashpa, the, 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 the uh, divine involvement that a person gets depends on whether Hashem is giving him Ha'orispanim or Hesterpanim. Based on what Hashem deems appropriate for this particular person. From the hashba, the influence of Hashem's radiance, Hashem's lichtekeit, Hashem's shining His countenance upon a person, upon us, that produces riboy, success, prosperity, zakus, purity, purity meaning the spirituality being over, being able to overtake and, and direct the physicality, and honor, prestige. From the hashba of Hester, when Hashem turns away, that produces failure. It produces a, 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 a confused state, a polluted state, contaminated state as opposed to a purified state, a state where the, the body's all out of whack, the body's trying to take over. And, and um, demotion, a person having a lowly state as opposed to a prestigious state. Being that Hashem's direction, Hashem's involvement, Hashpah for everyone, is very complicated and very detailed, and it's never black and white. There's all kinds of mixtures and 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 um, balances. A little bit over here this way, a little bit that way, and, and somewhere else. When it comes to one, let's say, aspect of our existence, we could be lacking. But in another area of a person's life, he could be receiving Hashem's bounty. A person could be receiving. In, in the intelligence quotient, Hashem could be giving him a lot of intelligence. In Parnasa, maybe Hashem is neglecting him, uh, giving him Hester, putting him in, in Parnasa, or the other way around. Maybe when it comes to Parnasa, Hashem gives this person lots of gliklichkeit, lots of mazel, lots of good fortune. Maybe in intelligence, this guy was um, was uh, waiting in the hallway when they were giving out the brains, right? So it could be the other way around. It could be the other way around. Um, 
Yeah, in Yone, obviously in, in, in Yone Zakus, also when it comes to how corrupt a person is morally, how, how pure he is morally, how prestigious he'll be or how lowly he'll be. Therefore, the hashpa that Hashem is mashpi up, the, the empowerment and the energy that Hashem is providing with, there's always going to be some combination, a combination of balance of, in some areas, Hashem's radiance and influence, in other areas, Hashem's concealment and turning himself away, hiding himself from a person. According to what's appropriate, that, that the way this person should look and be d- d- directed and led in life. Based on this person's Excuse me, Shoirish Anashama, based on what has been decreed for him on the highest level where his his origins originate, that's what Hashem is going to be dealing out to him, doling out to him, and providing him with this combination, this blend. That's exactly the right blend for him of Horasponim and Hesterponim. According to the arrangement that Hashem has arranged and the Hadraga, the um, the system that has been uh, has been, has been organized for this person and has been um, uh, the groundwork that has been laid for this person. That's the way things will play themselves out over here in his physical existence, final level of existence down here. And this is the basic principles that are, that are the rules of thumb for determining all of anyone's point of state of existence any time during his life. In other words, a person, what the Ramchal is saying, at the last line is like this, any state of a person's life, he always has a combination of, in some areas, prosperity and success, in some areas, failure, in some areas, he sees things going well for him, in some areas, he sees they're not going well, and that's always, always, always a function of some areas in my life, Hashem is more involved, is directly involved, is shining his face, some areas he's not, you know, whether it's Wealth, whether it's health, whether it's intelligence, whether it's uh, uh, tranquility, happiness, shalom, nachas. It's always going to be this combination of blend of what's appropriate for this person, ha'oraz panim and hester panim. And taking a step back, what the Ramchal really wants in this entire paragraph is to make it clear that both Hashem's invam, Hashem's lichtekeit, and Hashem's concealment, which produces respectively success and prosperity and failure and misery and suffering, they're both hashpa of Hashem. We consider Horus Panim, obviously a hashpa of Hashem, Hashem is involvement with the system, Hashem is powering the system, giving the system when that results in a person's success. Hester Panim is also viewed as, as a type of Hashpa, Hashem's involvement. Sometimes Hashem is involved by not being involved. Hashem is involved by turning himself away. Hashem is involved by turning around and concealing himself. That's also Hashem's involvement. In other words, there's nothing that Hashem is not running. There's nothing Hashem is not governing. There's nothing that Hashem is not powering. Even what comes as a result of Hashem's hester upon him, that's Hashem's hashpa through being master himself. Hashem's influence and involvement through turning himself around. And that allows the kaychas harad, the kaychas atoma, to, to arise. But that's also Hashem's hashpa. That's what the Ramchal wants. That there's no aspect of life which is not Hashem's hashpa, which is therefore not Hashem's hashkacha prata. So a person shouldn't say, I've been abandoned by God. No, 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 no. That was your hashkacha. Your hashpa was for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to turn himself away from you. That was your hashpa. So on the one hand, 
It's never gishmak to be in a state of chasasham, suffering, a state of hester a state of darkness, a state of Rebbeinu Where are you? But at the same time, there is that reassurance here, and and that and that. Um, consolation from the Ramchal that even in those times of darkness it's directly Hashem creating the darkness. It's never an abandonment. It's never Tate! Tate! Where are you? Tate! No, it's never that. No, tate it, it decided to turn his back on you, but that is the Tate. The Tate is right here. Just He turned himself around. He's right here in the room with you. He's just not looking at you right now because he's upset with you. But he is right here with you, just turned around from you. Tata Tata is Nachdu. Tata is Nachdu. He's still here. That's what the Ramchal is saying. It's all Hashem's direct Hashba. Even Hester Pada is direct Hashba from Hashem. Now, what do you want in the middle of this business with the baby? It's also fascinating insight again that the baby starts off uh, just a piece of physicality and he becomes more and more and more slowly, 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 slowly spiritual. Well, there, there was a very fascinating insight that allowed us to contrast babies, baby people with the baby gazelles and baby mountain goats, but why did the Ramchal need to speak that out? So the reason he needs to speak that out, like, the question we're asking is that the paragraph would have been fine on its own, even without this misses with the baby the Ramchal really just the point that he wants to make is that Hashem's hashpa is on both levels, even Hester put him, even Kansimah is Hashem's hashpa. so why is he telling us about the baby? Terrence says he wants to make it clear that that's the default mode of this world, in other words that's how Hester Panam works. Hester Panam works in such a way that all Hashem has to do is turn around and being mashpia himself by turning around, immediately, immediately, there's going to be a lack of spirituality. Immediately, there's going to be cloudiness. Immediately, there's going to be contamination. Immediately, there's going to be... Um, the suffering that comes from a state where... The spirituality is being locked out of the physicality. That's the default state of the world. And that's why Hashem to be mashpia, chas shalom, in a way that's going to produce ra, all Hashem has to do is turn around. Because then he's leaving, that, that is him determining, deciding to leave the world to its default state. And the default state of the world is ra. The default state of the world is, is, um, is, is uh, in a place where there is only um, sinking and falling away from Hashem without... Uh, a natural, a natural pull and tug and and um, illumination of the soul. That's why the Ramchal wants his business with the baby to to set, show us how the system is set up in such a way that Hashem, because Hashem never wants to. We had this in the first chiddush. Never wants to directly cause Hashem suffering or harm, or 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 darkness. So the world says in such a way that Hashem is, is mashpia by concealing himself, and then we sink immediately slip into the default state. The default state is that of the baby, where there isn't any matter. There's nothing which is redeeming. There's nothing, no illumination, and no 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 harmony of the soul being able to elevate the body. Only the body sinking and dragging the soul down. Okay, very good. We will stop over here for today. That wraps up Simon Gimel. Hashem, tomorrow we will continue with Dalit. Everyone should be blessed and be. Um, Happy and, and be receiving bounty from Hashem.